introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast, and tonight I'm super excited to have Antonia Valere on our episode tonight. How are you, Miss Valere? Well, I'm blessed to be alive and well, so I'm just giving God thanks for another day, and I'm also honored to be here. Awesome, awesome, most definitely. As you can tell by her accent, she is in Jamaica right now. That and and I'm super excited to have our first guest on the Poet Life podcast from Jamaica. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you, where where did where did poetry come in to works with you? Like where where did you start as it relates to poetry? Well, I began writing at age ten, and why I say like I'm so specific with the age. It's because I still, up to this day, have books that I, I um, notebooks that I wrote poems in, and so this, and I used to write like my age, like say my name, mm-hmm. my age, the title. So um, from there on, I began writing, and it was one of the cheapest things that I could afford. You know, I I did not grow up rich. I didn't grow up privileged um, with toys and technology. And which is actually a very good thing because in Jamaica, we used to, um, you would say that we had moments where we could play football, cricket, um, you know, one, two, three, red light. I used to make like box trucks. So we had a very fun time as children. We were, we were able to be creative. For me as a, a girl, um, my mom, she was a bit overprotective. I'm the only girl. She has three sons. Mm. So I was kind of locked in the house most of the time. <laughs> I was at the gate looking out, watching everybody play. A few sure. times she would say, yeah, you can go out play. But majority of my time I was in. And, you know, mothers, they, that's all they're going to be. And so um, for some reason, I just began to express myself like you have nothing else to do. And most of the thing that I had was books. My mom mm. was always reading to me from, you know, she said I was in the home. She was always reading. Wow. And so I guess based on that, I just naturally love to read. And um, my cousins, they're, they're away now in the U.S., but when they were leaving, they left books. And so I always had books to read. And that was my, you know, um, world of imagination. So I was able to always express myself. But I was very shy. Mm. So, um after a while, I, I, I'm there writing in my books. My mom would see me always writing, drawing and stuff like that. Till one day she said to me, like, let me see what's in your book. And I didn't want to show her because I mean, <laughs> it's private. Right. And then after she read it, um, she didn't really think anything of it. Um, it's just writing. She didn't think like anything major. But um, she, like our friends would come over and she would say, hey, Christina, read one of your poems. And I would... And by the time I was about, I think, I don't remember, but probably 13 or so, I read for a lady and, you know, she began crying uncontrollably. And I was there standing like, what's going on here? And my mom was, you know, just hugging her. And and at that time, I kind of it kind of struck me that 
there is something in my words because I mean, here is this lady, she's crying. The poem that I wrote was um, CI Rise. It was actually inspired by, you know, rest in peace to Maya Angelou because Maya Angelou is like a poet that I always look up to. So, mm. yeah, I wrote a poem based on her, her poem. Wow. Wow. Did that lady ever express to you how that resonated with her? Um, she, she was just crying. She, did, I, she couldn't find the words to, to tell me. Oh, you, but I, by that age, I could understand to a degree that the poem meant something to her because I mean, she was just crying pretty much like for the whole day. She was just crying, crying. Wow. And, you know, my mom was like, whoa, like my mom even herself was shocked because I mean, she just seen me always writing. She didn't really think anything of it, but that poem really resonated with her and it, it resonated with me as well. That experience, I've never forgotten that experience and it really, you know, provoked me to, mm. to, um, to not only just write for myself because that's what I was doing. I was writing right. for myself. I wasn't writing for someone else to read it, see it and then, you know, feel anything. Right. It was personal. But after that day, I realized that probably I should take a step to make others see it. Sure. So, sure. So what step was that? What step did you take? What steps did you take to, I guess, write some for yourself, but also write some to where you're you're willing to allow others to read or hear you recite your poetry? I mean, for a good um, while, I, I I kept writing for myself. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, after after getting myself published, like, before getting myself published, like in the newspaper, I the other step after that incident, I there was a competition in my community, and mm. I decided to enter the competition, where I actually won. It's a talent competition. I was surprised myself. Like, whoa, you know that was unbelievable and you know um most of the adults and the children even the children it was surprising to me like they were saying whoa you know that touched me and that's when i i i fully grasped like whoa there is something here because it's more than one person always telling me and mm. so by the time i was around i think 19 i got my first poem published in glena glena is a is one of the oldest and biggest newspaper company in Jamaica. Like wow. that's, it's it's very hard to, to get published in Guyana. Wow. So that experience, and I got like, I think 32 poems got published overall, you know, so that pushed me to say, okay, this is, this this mission that I'm on, it's not mm. about me. No, for a good while it has been about me, my, my experience, my emotions, my feelings. Um, everything's about me. I, I eventually I stepped away from it being about me to be mm -hmm. you know, what is it that I'm seeing in the world. So it wasn't just about personal experience. No, it I, I started to write on nature. I started write on politics. So my world was open up now that I saw the world for what it was, and you know I began to write in that way till I got the opportunity to go on open mics. And over a period of time, I got to also perform on a big stage show. Um, it's titled the Jamaican Poetry Festival, and it's organized by a gentleman named Yasa Safari. He's actually a legend in poetry. Really? One of my biggest shows. And I wasn't even known like that. And so 
from there on, I was like, okay, there's something big and there's something brewing inside of, inside of me and I need to, you know, go deeper to see the world and, and start to bring my message need to be more um, potent. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A good friend of mine, his name is Orville the Poet. He said, he said to me, God gave you a gift, not for you to keep it for yourself. He gave you a gift for you then to wrap it and to give it to someone else. Indeed. And right. And that says a lot to me. And it sounds like it, it makes a lot of sense for you as well. And and yeah, there's there's poetry that's 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 just for you, you know. But but this gift that we have, it really can free a lot of people, it can heal a lot of people, allow people to cope with a lot of things that they're dealing with. And um, it sounds like, well, let me ask you. So, but when you started, did you, were you simply inspired by Maya Angelou or like, how did you just start writing? I, 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 when I started, it wasn't like I was inspired by anyone because okay. I didn't necessarily have like someone in my community was doing poetry. So okay. I didn't have anyone to look to. I didn't actually see anyone doing it. When I when I started writing, it was a it was um it was a hobby and it came it brought out outside of me because of things that was happening, you know, in my world and in my situation. You know, my father abandoned me when I was about one year old so mm. growing up you know you have these um emotions that are fester inside of you mm -hmm. you don't know what to do with it so it, it came out naturally and That's there was good. other things that were happening you know i was very aware as a child like in terms of what's happening in my home what's happening in my community what happened what's happening in my country and i think with that level of awareness the only thing that i could do was just ex express it on paper because mm. I'm going through so much and, you know, as a child, you're not capable to understand or have any strategy or technique to cope with certain things. So the only, thing, the only access I had was pen and paper. And as I began to write, I eventually, mm. I also heard on radio, um, like Muta Baruka, he would be on the radio because, you know, in, in Portmore, the O's are adjoined. So if my neighbor is playing a radio, I can actually hear it inside my home. So when they have on their radio, I could hear poets. And so one of the poets that really, I would say, um, can you continue to inspire me would be like a Muta Baruka, and then eventually Louise Bennett. And then I went on to start reading like Langston Hughes, Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. Emily Dixon, uh, Williams Words Wordsworth. So the list goes on and on. Wow. Wow. Tell me about those books above your head. Are those your books? Yeah, I have, I have a lot of books. I mean, I have like history books, I have like Bible, I have a couple of poetry books, um, I have multiple like authors and stuff like that. I have some, I have Shakespeare, like a big Shakespeare. Like this is, whoa, massive. Whoa, wow. That's <laughs> yeah. a big one. 
Yeah, I have a lot of books, music. I read all, all type of um, material. Like, I'm not limited to one area. I, I love to read. Um, my area of study was history and philosophy. So, you know, really? I have a very curious mind. So if I see, like, a word that I don't know, I would actually go on internet and actually sit down and read it. Then I'll probably YouTube it to see if there's a documentary. I'm kind of weird in that sense, I guess. <laughs> no, no, that is that is inspiring, you know, to really get the depth of the word or the sentence or the or the story. Uh, that's very admirable, I would say. You know, because a lot of people just take it as face value and say, "Okay, all right, that's what it meant. All right, great," <laughs> you know. But you you get the history behind it, and uh, I can appreciate that, and I'm sure it enlightens your your writing. It does, it does, and not only that, especially when you're on social media. I mean, social media like there's so much things that you're exposed to, mm-hmm. and you don't want to offend people by using you know the wrong word in the wrong co- context because you know, um, you know, I'm not from other countries like Jamaica. We are we are very raw in our words. <laughs> and certain words mean certain things for us. So can right. just imagine I go on social media and I say something and I didn't mean it in a negative way. Especially I, I realize that people are being labeled, getting lots of label. And sometimes right. I think it's, it's a level of ignorance for that person. And, and I think it should be a, a moment of teaching sure. when someone realizes that they have made a mistake. It's not always a case that they're always racist or they're, they're whatever. Right. I think right. sometimes this cancel culture, it's actually, to me, it's not helping people. It's actually um, allowing people to remain in their ignorance. Right. Very true. Very true. Because a lot of times the cancellation will happen without even getting the true story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like as soon as they, and it's like bandwagon too. You know, it, you know, all right, who else, who else are we canceling? <laughs> you know, I've seen that Facebook post several times. All right, who are we mad at today? I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's just, just crazy, you know. But um, so where you, matter of fact, where in Jamaica do you do you live, if you don't mind me asking? I live in a place called Portmore. Okay. Okay. It's otherwise known as Sunshine City. Gotcha. Why is, why is that? Because majority of the time, that's what's always happening, sunshine. <laughs> the wow. sun's always shining. Like, even if um, off of Jamaica, there is rain, you can guarantee that there is no rain where we live. That's just how it is. So so what's the weather like now in winter? Uh, most of the time, it's, it's, it's remain like um, Jamaica don't, it's not like America where you guys change all the really? time. Really? Yeah. Unless it's like hurricane months. We might have like every rains, but majority of the time, the time is still like, oh, it is like either sunshine or dependent on um, which side of Jamaica you live. Really? So no yeah. snow where you live, huh? No, we don't. We don't know what's going <laughs> <on> TV. <laughs> wow. Have you been to? Yeah, we have. We have, we have en- encountered ill. Uh, you probably. Know oh, that. really? Yeah, ill. Okay. I've also eaten it before. Just to see what it was like. Tastes pretty Hell. much like this. <laughs> so have you been to the States before? I've never traveled outside of Jamaica. Really? Yeah, I've never physically no. 
but my works poetically it has but your work knowledge. has gone before you yeah okay well, so the Bible did tell us i think proverbs 18 verse 16 i think it, it will indeed indeed it does yes yes that's good that's good i um so we've never met in person right no, not. and and that's the power one the power of the internet and social media True. but more powerfully <laughs> if that's a word um the power of your words will go before you yes yes and and i'm not sure who we know in common i can't remember i'll have to look at our facebook page but who our mutual friends are but someone shared uh, and this is a good transition someone shared that you just won an award in the united states but you live in jamaica <laughs> Yeah. Tell, tell tell me about that award and or that competition. What, what what's that? So the award that you're talking about, um, it's the Sarabita um, Awards. Um, it's organized by Rasatiba. Um, he lives in New York. He's also mm -hmm. a Jamaican American. And um, oh, I got to know about him was through another poet, um, Richie Innocent. So I don't know Rasatiba myself. I okay. Just, I know him on social media, I don't really know him that well. But um, Richie Innocent, um, another poet in Jamaica, when he goes to the States, you know, he's always talking about me for some reason with other, you know, other poets or organizers because, you know, he just loves my work and he's a very good person in the sense that he's someone who promotes other people's work. He's sure. not jealous. He, when he sees good work, um, he will speak about it. Awesome. And so... He went up there and he began talking about, you know, his experience with me because we were on our school tour. So we had a poetry school tour in Jamaica. And the end, I have, you know, worked on different, you know, on different stages. And then so he was telling Rasatiba about me. And I assume that Rasatiba did some research. Mm -hmm. And then he began to follow my works in terms of what I was doing with poetry. And, you know, he and I started to correspond on social media. And so I was awarded. But previously, before that award, I received award before that. Um, spoken Word Artist of the Year from Black Eyes. And that really? Extraordinary Talent. Right. He's based in Chicago. Yeah. So it, 2020 have been like a, 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 a year. I mean, like in terms of, um, you know, in terms of the coronavirus and right. then 2021, like, like I won two awards, I was kind of surprised because I wasn't expecting anything in 2020, to be honest. Wow. Because it just started in such a way. So, you know, so I was deeply um, honored to be recognized for my works, not only just poetry in terms of writing books, but in terms of my performance, as well as my activism in terms of volunteerism, because I also volunteer, you know, um, youth development, nation building, because I believe that Poetry is not only writtenly or spokenly, but mm -hmm. it should be used as activism. You know, you must share most, it beyond. Yes, yes, most definitely. I, I, I've always said that poetry or poets are the narrators of movements. Indeed. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, so 
those awards was it it wasn't a competition it was more so through merit well, the um the the spoken word artist of the year that was a competition we okay. had poets in the category like people from ghana people from nigeria so that was a competition that people voted across the world which to me like that was crazy because i'm like i I mean, like I send out my works all over, but sometimes you don't know how far your work reach until competitions like these when people are to vote and people are voting across the world for me. So that was super crazy when I heard that I won. So you did know? you have to su submit um, a, a list of your poetry or did they just kind of gather it and say, this is her portfolio? How did, how, how was that orchestrated? Well, first you had to be nominated. Okay. And they had to do their also did their research to you know to see if certify if, if you're really as good as they say. Right. And then when I was nominated, eventually I started to send out to other people, and you know people started sending out. So I got you know I, by votes I won that one. But in terms of the the Sarabita now. You know, it was given to me by the organization itself. So, mm. whole different process. Got it. Got it. So, that's amazing. So, in a pandemic, you became an international poet. I wouldn't say that it was 2020 that made me international because I've been international for a while in terms okay. of my publications, like um, even my books. My first book, Pearls Among Stones, was published by Canadian brand Rickson. And so I also have been in anthologies. I've won competitions, you know, in I've also been shortlisted in Ireland, um, England, you can name it like Nigeria, Ghana. My works have gone to like places like New New Zealand. So it, so I've always have international, but I was I didn't actually win um international awards in that sure. So that was yeah, so it I think that skyrocketed basically. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you are definitely superseding uh my my expectations. I didn't I just I just knew of the award. I didn't I didn't know. Um congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's awesome. So I got to go back. I got to go back and check you out. Do you have a website? Yes, I have a website. It's on Wix. So okay. uh, yeah, it's Antonia Valier. Oh, that, so A-N-T-O-N-I-A-V-A-L-E-I-R-E. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I have a Wix, Wix site as well, so I know what you mean. So, so... Man, this is awesome, man. I, I really can't wait till this is over because I want to go check you out um, a lot of your work. And and so tell me about uh, Black. So you met Black Ice through uh, one of your colleagues. Yes. Okay. Because I know Black Ice, he has an organization called Poet, right? Yeah. People of Extraordinary Talent. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've connected through social media. And um, I definitely got to, I'm glad you said Black Ice. I got to reach out to him. Um, um, he has chapters, right? In in different states and different countries as well. I know he's in yeah. He has a chapter in Africa. He has one in Jamaica here. I am supposed to join later this year. Really? 
Yeah. Man, that's that's so I've already got my like my rule book on everything already. So I'm just need to commit to the right. so. Okay. Okay. So so for where you are, obviously you, you're known in other countries as well, but you're known where you are as yeah. yeah. Because I I when I got published in Galena, people started taking note. And then I when I published my first book, I was up I was about 20 when I published my first book. And by the age of 21, I got uh, Prime Minister National Youth Award, which is the highest youth award in Jamaica. So I was honored by my country. Whoa. And then I was to win another award. So. so who or what pushed you to write a book? Actually, um, a, another poet, um, Alan Jankowski, and he's deceased now, but mm. I mean, I, I, you, we, we talk about the power of social media and, and the power of people. So I was on Lincoln one day and, you know, I saw his poem, Facebook poem. I don't normally like comment on, mm -hmm. you know, because it was Lincoln. I, I was new to the internet. By that mm -hmm. time, I just won um, a PC because I didn't have access to Most of the time, even when I was getting published, I was just... You know, I didn't have access to like the internet. I used to use the school computer and stuff like that. So you won a computer. Yeah, so I won a computer. I decided that, you know, I was going to take my poetry serious. I was going to look up some poetry sites. So I went on Lincoln and um, I saw a poetry group. I joined it. And then I saw his poems. I saw one of his poems, rather. And then I decided to comment. And then he inboxed me and said, hey, thanks for liking my poem. Can I add you on Facebook? And at first, I was like, huh? I don't trust people on the internet. Like, right. Yeah, I was like, I don't really trust you. Plus, right. you're a, I, I'm not too certain. Like, I don't know much about the internet. So I'm a little scaredy cat in that sense. So I was like, should I add this man? Should I give him any information? I don't know him. I don't know what he's about. Right. And I was like, you know what? I just um started my Facebook. There wasn't any much much on it. I didn't even have my picture. I was like, okay, so there's nothing to steal. There's nothing I need to be afraid of. So I was like, okay. So I told him my name and he had me. And then eventually he started admin, adding me to several poetry groups. Eventually I met a gentleman named William S. Peters. Okay. He is the owner of this publishing company named Inner Child Press. And so my first poem got published in a competition in his book and so I was like okay I see where this gentleman is helping let me see oh what's going on mm -hmm. until eventually over a period of time he was almost like a mentor because he would say you know what send me your poems and let me look at it and I would send it to him and he would read it and you know give me guidance till eventually I was he said to me you know you have been writing so long, you need to publish a book. And he recommended um, Brian Rickson, who I didn't know, by the way. And, um, you know, I, I before I he published my books, he also had several anthologies that I entered and over a period of time as well. You know, he decided that he wanted to publish my book. He, you know, we began talking. I didn't even actually say it to him, you know, because I, because I didn't know him that well. So even though Alan had recommended me to do it, I, I didn't actually pursue it in that sense. But over a period of time, Brian decided that he wanted to publish my book free of charge. 
I was like, okay, I am getting uncommon favor. I've never dreamed I expected anything like this. You know, so that was just unbelievable for me that people, strangers, people I don't know, was willing to assist me in my writing, develop me, you know, develop my character, develop my writing skills. And, you know, I was just getting assistance. You know, it was just a beautiful, you know, emotion and feeling. I was very honored. Your gift will make room for you. Most definitely. Yeah. I posted that on Facebook recently, but I added to it. I said, your gift will make room for you if you stay consistent and don't quit. Mm, that's so true. Because people will just say that your gift will make room for you. For you, yeah. But how if you don't stay consistent, right? Yeah. Like we we have to add some context to that because if we just leave it at that, then most people will just say, you know, it'll fall in my lap. No, I don't. You know, you got to put in the work. There you go. There you go. And so, so you've been putting in the work from age 10 and on, and you've been consistent with it. And also with your evolution as well, you've, you've honed in on your craft seemed like, and people started to hear and read um, about you and you haven't even been outside of Jamaica. That, that, that says so much to me and I'm sure it's saying so much to those listening and watching and they have to be silent, like right now, like, okay, all right. And I'm complaining, you know, all you had was a pencil and paper. You didn't have a computer. You won one, you won a computer or you went to the library or the, or the computer place where they had internet. You didn't know anything about the internet. It's no excuse. It is put in the work, stay consistent, and don't quit. And marketing and promotion, like that's one of the hardest things. Like that's that's why I've been known because I've been sharing my works. I enter like competitions, like I Google, like I tell you, I put in some serious work in terms mm -hmm. of I just go on Google, start um reading a lot of poetry competitions and some most of the times, you, you know, you don't get shortlisted. They tell you that you're not good. I get all of that. If everything you can think of, the rejection letters, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. And, you know, I've, my works have also been stolen. Like everything you can think that I'm to a, a poet or an artist or a, a creator, I went through all of that. So if somebody stole my work, yeah, someone did steal my work. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, and it was my brother. I remember when my work got stolen, like the man just he took my work and I was like, how can somebody steal, like, especially somebody who's older than me, steal my poetry? And I was saying to my brother, you know, that, that's what I'm to me. And he was like, well, if you keep it to yourself, it remains there and it don't move, you know. But if you take risk, it's a possibility that, you know, someone else might read it. Um, they might eventually publish a book. Or, so it was kind of, very, and, you know, when he spoke to me and I was like, He's making perfect sense. Like mm -hmm. if I keep it to myself, that's where it remains. 
and nothing else. But if I take the risk and, you know, because not I can't use one bad experience to judge everybody. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I decided to take the risk by, you know, um, you know, going into different anthologies in different countries. And that was a big, big risk. And so when I got the opportunity to be published, like even places like New Zealand, you know, Ireland, um, Ghana, Nigeria, there was, you know, encouragement. I started pushing out even more. And then I, I decided that I didn't just want to write now. It was time for me to speak, you know, spokenly. I needed to start reciting my work, start to, you know, develop that skill. And so I've been on several stage shows and in virtual shows in performance. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. In 2020. Yeah, in 2020, like I was recently on Bridgewater um, Festival. That's a college in the US. Mm -hmm. Right here in my veranda, I, I took did my little video, <laughs> sent it to them. They, they checked it and they said, "Oh, awesome! We are going to show it on you know our wall and stuff like." And I'm like, "Okay, awesome! Like that's good. Like right. this is very good." Right. Right. Yeah. See. See. Um... You know, there's opportunity in the drought. Yeah. Yeah. And and but if you subscribe to the notion that, oh, it's a pandemic, I can't go anywhere. I I I just I can't win anymore because I'm stuck in the house. You're right there, same place. You're talking to me right now. You're talking to me because I saw you right on facebook win that award but you're in jamaica i'm in maryland the united states of america and and you know we're still in a pandemic but but it's 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 so important to know how to pivot mm. right you have to be creative and you have to be innovative and you have to um to be no, like when there is a shift in the trends, you have to learn to adapt because exactly. that's a thing. Like I, I normally perform on stages in front of people, right. but you know, last year I had to learn how to do it virtual. And to my surprise, I'm actually very good at it. Mm. I was very surprised because, you know, you feed off that energy of seeing people. Right. It's not, it's very difficult to be on screen because mm -hmm. screen it's, it's just, I mean, it's mechanical. There's no sure. emotions. Right. But you have to build up yourself to know that you're delivering to someone who is going to listen, who is going right. to watch, who is going to, you know, read. And that emotion, it's, it, they are going to feel it. Yeah. You can feel things through screen. So Most definitely. I mean, they watch movies. Ah. ah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's always there. But, I mean, when we are supposed to do it like poets, like, it's the hardest thing. Indeed. But, I mean, you can do it. I will encourage people to. Yeah, but like you practice. said, you have to shift adapt yeah. you know and and retrain mm. sometimes rebrand that's true you know and and show them that you can you can do it this way too yeah it's another skill that's the thing you know we are always learning you know good perspective know. yeah so so this this is an opportunity to learn because when the world opens back up now you have a new skill ah you have a new skill to where you don't have to turn down uh great opportunities if you can't travel hey i got this camera and this microphone let's 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 still do it 
You see what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I mean, again, I keep pointing back to you. you, you know, so let me ask you. So um, futuristically, right? Uh, what are your plans? Uh, do you see now Now that your your words and your work are going before you, do you plan to follow where your words have taken you? Most definitely. Yeah, I would definitely um, want to travel to perform as well as, you know, have a publishing company mm. because at the end of the day, there's a lot of unpublished poets. And, you know, there's a lot of poets, even when they do get published, they don't know what next to do, especially in Jamaica. So I've kind of been using social media. Like, as I tell you, I didn't have access to all this technology. And mm -hmm. so the minute I got them, I kind of just went in a mood of where I started, you know, doing a lot of research. I'm very good at that. I like to research. If I don't understand something, I research. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know, I try to research. I try to do it myself. If I can get someone else to do it, like, you know, because sometimes you need help. Right. But if you can't get anyone else to do it, I will try to, you know, research and see, oh, best I can do it myself. And even if I do it and it turns out terrible, I know that because it's my first time, I just mm. need to do it again over and over mm. until, you know. To me, um, they, they say practice becomes perfect. I believe that practice becomes consistent. So mm. that's my thing. So I just, I, I continue to work hard on my craft and try to utilize everything that I have because I don't have much, but the little that I have, I try to utilize. That's the thing, you know, it's when you have little, you have, mm -hmm. it, it forces you to be innovative and creative. Yep. When you have a lot, sometimes you don't know what to do with it. But when you yep. have very limited resources, you, you have to think outside of the box. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I get this product to, you know, point A to point B? Mm -hmm. All I have is a laptop or all I have is a webcam. Mm -hmm. You can still use it. You can still perform. You can still, after you perform, perform, you know, you can still save it and upload it to YouTube and, Use social media and as, as you know, your marketing tool. And that's yeah. what I've been doing pretty much. Utilizing yeah. all avenues that I have access to at this point. Mm -hmm. And networking. Yeah, most definitely networking. Whoa. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I have developed over the years. As I said, I, I used to be very shy. Mm -hmm. But I have developed um, in terms of my skills, in terms of, you know, talking, to, being more open, um, talking to people, getting to know people better. And then, you know, social media has really opened doors. So definitely I would want to travel, own, own a publishing company, be a better spoken word performer. I mean, there's so much that I want to do because I, now I realize that indeed my poetry is, is ministry. I, I can mm. use it to minister to people. So I know that there's a gift there and I need to, um, I need to continue using it to the best of my ability as well as use it to give god thanks because i'm a christian mm. so yeah likewise yes mm. awesome awesome so have you had the opportunity to partner or work with that gentleman that is big in jamaica in poetry what i i'm not even gonna try to say his name <laughs> um I mean, I've been on his shows and and stuff like, and I'm also part of, somewhat like part of his organization, not fully, Yasa Safari, but if he has like anything, he will share it with me and I would, mm -hmm. you know, share it with others. So 
like for example if he has a competition right now he has a competition so i, I would he would email me and say hey this is what i'm up to and i would begin to share it with my network especially with the young poets mm-hmm. because you know there's we're always looking for new opportunities and mm-hmm. you know he's a legend so it's, it would be great to you know be on his show great to you know what's going on in the poetry world like you have to be very abreast of you know the different um the elders for example so mm-hmm. we have like yasa safari you know muta baruka rastukura is another um poet that i have he's also part of um the people of extraordinary talent so as i said we have a charter here so um rastukura rich innocent soon i'll join them and i have also been on his show i've been on like two of his shows already one was i was in person and then he kept one last year which was a virtual mm. which was like it had the most views and that was just wonderful so you know i also work alongside with him and i work with um like you have 876 poetry platform platform mm-hmm. it's mostly young poets so i've been working with them and we have another group life circle poets mm-hmm. which is run by another elder his name is melanin um i'm their treasurer so i yeah i i do work with a lot of poets and you know in different capacity i Indeed. try to be you know that person can you know assist wherever that i i see fit well let me ask you this um would you say in jamaica there's more of a poetry community or has it also developed a poetry industry as well um let me let me put it this way um so i'm i'm pretty young (laughs) so there has always been like there always been like a poetry community but obviously i wouldn't really know about about the um the different poets because as I go along, I'm learning of poets that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. I, when I begin to research about them, I realize that they have made a lot of impact. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing, like you don't generally know the different poets because poetry for some reason, it's not as huge in Jamaica, even though Jamaica is known as a cultural country. Yeah. yeah I know it's very, it's, it's very complex. Sure. So poetry is not something that is huge in Jamaica. So it, mm-hmm. it doesn't get that airplay are you know that big stage right. to, for people to really know about it you have to literally search sure so if you want to know of the different events and know about the different people you would have to go to an event that you probably hear about like a friend tell a friend kind of thing and you go and that's pretty much what happened like i went to an event i met several poets then eventually i started go to more events because they start telling me oh there's a there's a there's a poetry um event it's happening in portland or it's happening there you need to go there and you, you have to go mm. so it's, a, it's actually a physical work where you have to go to these places so it's not like there is this i don't it's not like there's this big community on facebook or something like that where you know what we do of like a poetry society okay um, which, which is held at edna manley school of visual arts so they have meetings that people can go, which is a good way to start. And also there is like a revival in in terms of, you know, poetry normally, like most of the poets that I know, they are mostly elders, but they have been like a revival now because young people at my age are, I don't know, like we have discovered poetry or we are really finding it out. So there's like a growing number of young poets which is very good because, I mean, you don't want it to be a dying art. It, it's, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. 
that um you know young poets are continuing the mantle so that's that's kind of what's going on but it's, okay. it's growing it's a growing industry I okay awesome yeah I, the reason i asked that you know um obviously i'm i'm unfamiliar um with the environment in, in jamaica but um the reason why our slogan is uplifting the poetry community and building the poetry industry um is because that very reason actually you know uh obviously uh, as poets we know the community is strong mm -hmm. right it, it's it's tight-knit and it's intimate and and um, I want to make sure that we continue to uplift that. But I also want to make sure that we build the industry as well to where to where we know in industries, that's where transactions and deals are made mm -hmm. and and disruption of other industries uh, take place to where poetry is inserted in those industries, just like when rap started. It was just a community. It was a culture. Yeah, it was underground. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it was tightening it, just like poetry is now. So, so the community is old, right? It is. It is. It is um, since the beginning of time, pretty much, right? Yeah. But the industry is still in its infancy. Yeah. Right. And right to where where the movies haven't started to call the commercials. Uh, um, uh, even the companies and organizations, um, you know, they'll, you know, they'll pay a poet $25, $50 to, to say a poem, you know what I mean? But they, they, they have not, uh, gotten to a place where they'll, they'll pay us at minimum a hundred to 200 to 250 to 500 to a thousand, like they will a singer, even a rapper, a dancer, you know, and so, so the reason um, or the premise behind the podcast is to really show people like yourself how how you have gone through your journey um, mm -hmm. and still have been able to achieve a level of, of success. You may yeah. not be where you want to be right now, right? Um, but there's a poet that's just starting or there's a poet that's been doing it for a while, but still can't figure how to do poetry full time or just take it to the next level. You know, and just through this conversation, I'm sure that they're like, man, like she's done all of that, you know, and she hasn't had a lot to, to work with. Um, this is inspiring to me. I know I can do a lot more. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the information that you're presenting and, and you might not even think it's information like like someone is getting a lot from what you're saying right now. Yeah. Yeah. But trust me, I I posted an inbox from someone. I don't know what state that person was in, um, but he was like, I'm in my late 30s. And I wrote my first poem like last year or something like that in 2020. And uh, I haven't taken it much further than that because, you know, I feel like my education is limiting me. And and from watching our episodes, it's like 
man, that's not even an excuse. That's not yeah. even a reason to not continue. So just imagine when people listen and, and watch this, they're going to be like, first of all, I need to reach out to her <laughs> and I need to follow her, you know, and, um, and and just one, just get some inspiration from her because. And the network as well, not just inspiration from me. Like if yes. you're on Facebook, like immediately you start to get the network of the other, um, you know, like publishers and poets. And there's a lot of, um called the submissions and anthologies mm. because the thing about poetry you know like the minute you start to write and you start to get inspired you'll be surprised that within one year how much you have written and how much you have gotten published because i mean each day you can be sending out even five to ten fifteen um you know publications i mean it's awesome because that's what i do something like sometimes i would be like i take up my laptop and today i have a lot of submissions like i i take my book because, you know, you normally forget sometimes. So I would mm -hmm. put notes and say, okay, this is due this day. And then, you know, I decide like even one day that I'm going to send out. And so I send out a lot of submissions just in one day alone. So just imagine what you can do in, you know, five days or three days. You have to do it every day. But I mean, if you're really serious and you can really, you can really put your work out there and you'll be surprised. And trust me, the minute you start get published, you'll be really feel inspired because people will message you. Like I've gotten people message me like from different country and they're like, oh, I read your poem in our book and like I was inspired. And before that, we start to have a conversation. We became friends on Facebook, even on the road. Like I'm walking on the road um, before, like I published in Galena. I remember this lady um, when I was attending pre ue mm -hmm. I remember one time I didn't get published like in the Sunday Galena. And she saw me at, at school and she's like, how comes I didn't see your poem in the green? I'm like, that's not how it works. Like they choose. They thought like, you were a resident, uh, a resident like, poet. Yeah. So she was like, um, like, you know, every Sunday I look out for your poems. I'm like, yeah, that's not how it works. Like, and I encourage her. I was like, don't all look for my poems, read other poems. And she, she came back to me the other day and she was like, you know, I started reading other poets and, it was amazing. I'm like, that's the thing. Like, if you don't see my poem, like, read someone else. Like, I don't want you to just read my work because, you know, there's variety. So, and that was a thing. I was like, whoa, this lady really attacked me. Like, how come I didn't see your work? And I'm like, that's not how the, the Gleaner works. Like, they choose who they want to publish in what week. And so, you know, I would truly encourage people to, like, if you're really passionate, and apart from passion, um, passion meets purpose. So you have to be purposeful in what you're doing. As I said, you know, when I began writing, it was about me. So everything I wrote about myself, you know, because that's just how it starts with writers. Like everything's about you, you know, you're going through all this pain and you cry and whatever. But mm -hmm. by the end of the day, like when I when I developed in, in terms of character and as I got older, I realized that I wasn't the only person who was going through this. There was other people and, you know, there was more things to write about, you know. There was about nature, there was politics. Like I'm I'm like a social advocate because I write a lot of things about politics, you know, about religion. Like, you know, if I last year I became a Christian, January the 19th. And so, you know, I'm reading my Bible and, and stuff like that. And I'm reading a lot about, you know, religion and you know, spirituality. Mm. Because, you know, I want to fully understand it and you know that I can share with someone else. And I want to transform my writing as well. 
because you know even though i was an unsaved but i wasn't like i don't know how i would say this i was still like conscious or still spiritual mm-hmm. my works was still good but i mean no i'm more purposeful like how can i make my work where when i begin to speak that is ministering to someone how mm. can i transform someone's life how can i speak to their situation and it change that's that's the direction that i want to move into mm. you know mm. so let me ask you this with your uh, newly i guess um conversion if you will um how has that inspired your writing I mean, um, as I said, like I, I began reading the Bible more than ever. And, you know, like when it, when I begin to read, it, it not only expand your knowledge or, you know, expand your reading capacity, it really expand your level of spirituality. Mm. And what has really transformed, like, like it's almost like you're seeing things in a visionary way. Mm-hmm. And so I don't just see things one way, you know, I see it in multiple ways that sometimes I even say something to someone. They're like, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I've been thinking and, you know, you know, in different ways. And so my writing, as time progresses, I know my writing will, you know, branch off in different ways. And it, it would really show variety and, you know, put a spin on things and how we view things sometimes. Because sometimes we um, see things in an illusionary way. Like, you know, as this, um, I think it was Malcolm X who said that the media, for example, it's like the greatest entity. Mm-hmm. where it can pretty much like turn a, a, a guilty man innocent or an innocent man guilty so mm. that's the power of media but what about the power of poetry how, how can i bring truth to people how can i inspire people how can i move away um all these illusions and delusions that people are seeing that people are caught up in because we are like in a bubble and people can't see beyond what they're seeing how can i bring them to that light pretty much mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 So we, we just spoke about purpose, right? And within purpose, you do things, uh, with intention and, um, where do you see you taking your writing, um, in the future in the next five, 10 years, where, where, where do you see yourself? Well, um, so I'm definitely, um, the next five years, Obviously, I want to publish more books and, um, you know, improve my my spoken word performance. So in that case, but also I'm I'm I hope that within five years, I should have had my publishing company Mm. where I am able to help other young poets in Jamaica, especially um, to reach that potential, because, you know, this mission is not for me alone. It's for others. It, It makes no sense you get all this glory for yourself because, you know, it means nothing by the end of the day if you're not mm-hmm. helping someone else, if you're not changing the, 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 the future generation because mm-hmm. Jamaica is going through a turmoil and people are lacking inspiration and sometimes people just can't see beyond their situation. Mm-hmm. So if you are at a place where, you know, because I have definitely, my family and I have definitely improved. Like we're not rich, Mm-hmm. But the level that we were at in the first place where we couldn't, you know, we didn't even have light, we didn't have water, we didn't have mm. so many things. And now we have access to these things. That is showing um, growth. Um, that's, showing, that's showing that we are building our generational wealth. 
but apart from my generational wealth, how can I bring my country's wealth? Mm. So I definitely want to see myself where I own my company. I'm helping other young poets, not only to publish, but to perform and also bring the business. You know, we keep talking about business. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, yes, I'm, we are passionate and we want to change lives. But I mean, how can I make this, you know, bring, how can it become some finances, you know, financial? Exactly. Where's the money? Yeah, you know, it, um, poetry don't make money, but I mean, there is benefits to it. You can you can get benefits. and So that would be something that I want to bring the business side of it, like really um, teach young poets, because that's something that we struggle with. Like, mm-hmm. most we are just passionate. We write poetry. That's mm-hmm. just pretty much. We don't know the different entities where to get copyright, like as simple as something like that, copyright. Right. Most poets don't even know where to go. Like, so I would definitely want to have a, a publishing company that has those areas where I can develop um, a poet. Um, you know, definitely go on different stages. Probably also get married, have children. I mean, mm. you can't get out. Poetry is <laughs> not just that alone. There's right, right, right. Yeah, and you know, how can I get more? You know, people into the kingdom of Christ. Not mm. forcing anybody, but how can people? see where i've come from and see what i'm doing and be inspired to do better and do things in a positive way because definitely we want to reduce the crime and violence we want Mm. to reduce the hatred um that we see happening there's a lot of hate in the world right now i mean Mm -hmm. like even more than ever there's just this level of hatred you can feel the tension like people are so hateful how can we break down these barriers so these are definitely um goals that you know i would want to do and you know hopefully other poets because as i said we're a community we might be in other countries but really and truly we are under one spirit in terms of we want the same thing to happen we want to reduce crime and violence we want to you know improve love all these things i hope to you know in five years mm. it's, you, you said um a, a big piece of the podcast again is um is the building of the industry and uh i I really want poets to understand even though it's not said often um but i want i want people and poets to understand there is there is money in poetry yeah (laughs) there is money in poetry and uh that is that is a stereotype uh, that we have to that we have to break and um, and show we have to show mm-hmm. it you know and so um, again that is that is one of the reasons why I started this because I'm 38 and for 30 years I've been trying to figure out where wow. the money is in poetry and 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 because I could not find it I said let me create it ah. Uh. You see what I'm saying? I've learned, um, I don't know where I learned it, but I've learned if you can't find something you're looking for, then that means you have the responsibility to create it. And that is so true because when I wanted to get published, um, I published my book, I started calling up a lot of publishers who were pretty known, but they weren't, some of them were like, they're not interested in poetry. Some were like, Pretty much in a nutshell, they were like, you're nobody, pretty much. Right. They're interested in you. And I was saying to myself, wow, so, oh, I will, will I be published then? If 
if no one is going to give me an opportunity mm -hmm. and so i decided to take it to social media i decided to you know what i'm going to get myself publishing in magazines i'm going to be on radio stations i'm going to do you know i'm going to put in that work mm -hmm. and hopefully someone you know see my work which is pretty much what happened you know someone did see my work and eventually started to assist me to point a to point b mm -hmm. and that's what i've been doing and i've also been encouraging other poets like you know you can't sit at home and just say oh i'm going to fold my arms and that's it i'm like especially in the pandemic this is the best time now that when you're home to be writing this is the best time to be creative like your juice is supposed to be you know flowing right now because right now you're locked away from distractions mm -hmm you have control right now because i mean if you want to turn off the tv because sometimes i turn off the tv and i'll be like you know i need to get writing and i write you know so i mean this is the opportunity you have to utilize um the opportunity and the spaces mm -hmm. to really get those juices flowing and you know what? Say, utilize what you have so if it's limited resources you have to utilize what you have to the best of your ability. Trust me, the creativity yeah. and innovation will come out. When you have little, it will come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, you know, but the thing is, so many people have, have replaced the distractions of the open world with, with distractions within the home. And now they watch more TV. Yeah. And because before they were like, man, I don't have time. I don't have time to start a bit. I don't have time to write. I'm so busy. Family, my nine, my, my, my job, you know, my kids. And so now you're home. What's it? What's, your excuse? Why are what's you the excuse now? But all I see on Facebook is, hey, what y'all watching? What's the best show right now? Yeah, like, I don't know what, what I've, I've been happening for you. Like, pretty much every post that I see, like, everybody is now talking about, like, I'm in, I'm in this series now. And I'm, I'm like, that, there's nothing wrong with that because I have been, I've watched movies before. Sure. Inspired. Sure. You know, I've watched lots of movies. I've listened to music. Like, I love music. You know, I'm a music lover. So yeah. I listen to a lot of music, and the minute I, I sometimes I finish listening to music, a, po a poem comes. So if it is a case that you're watching because you want to be inspired, but if you're just watching for just entertainment, that's what it's going to be by the end of the day, just entertainment and nothing else. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be purposeful in what you're doing, as I said, yeah. especially when yeah. you're an artist or a creative. Like you, you can't be just like everybody else because you know. Oh, your process works. For right. Some people, um, it's when they're about to sleep because sometimes I will be in my bed and you know I'm ready to sleep and then something comes to me. You know what? I have to get up. If it's if it's late, I have to get up and get my. That's why I always have to have my pen on my book because mm -hmm. there's anything can come at any time. Even when I'm on the bus, I have to have a pen on book because anything comes. Yeah. And I just have to take note. You know. So you know what that is? You're you've become more in tune with your purpose, mm. right? And when when you know that you're purposed for something, you also are more in tune with the fact that you don't have a lot of time. Mm. You don't have a lot of time on this earth, and we've seen that in 2020 with 400,000 people in the United States and 
however many across the world based off this pandemic that, you know, you're not guaranteed to live to your 97. Man, I man, like I I recently lost my lecturer last year. Um, it was about 26, not to COVID-19 though, but it was like the day before we had our exams with him. And trust me, that shook me up. Like, I mean, like I've seen on TV where people are losing their lives at 18, but to be that close to it, like for someone that you know personally and just to hear that they died and he had so much purpose, like he had so much to offer. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's a wake up call to know that really, I mean, life and time is is not up to you that that's god yeah and so every day i wake up i say thank god that i'm alive and well and i ask god every day and i said god please uh, um allow me to, to that purpose mm. and destiny that you have for me i want to accomplish that you know mm. i really want to accomplish that i don't want to leave her in an untimely you know untimely way yeah. i want to leave when you say i must leave and so every day i get up i know that I can't waste the day. Mm-hmm. And the, thing is, the day is moving so fast. I don't know about you in your country, but in Jamaica, mm-hmm. like the minute I wake up, I can't believe it's almost evening, it's almost night. I'm like, where did the day come? Where did yeah. the day go? I mean, like time is really flying. Yeah. And so I really have to take the day and do what is necessary. And my yeah. mom always tell us a saying that, you know, don't, what you can do today, don't wait till tomorrow to do it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Don't waste yeah. time, pretty much. No time yeah. left. Yeah, because that's that's the only thing you can't get back. It's 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 time, you know. And so, um, again, when you're when you're in your purpose, you you are so more in tune to the fact that you're up against the clock, and you have so. When you're in your purpose, you have so much work to do. Huh. You have so much work to yeah. do. And you, you, know? you might never know who, who whose life you might save as well because. That's the thing. You're not living for yourself. I, exactly. I, I think that the world has lost that in terms of we really don't understand that we are not living for yourself alone. You're really, they, they have a saying that no man is an island because mm-hmm. no man can live alone by himself. No man can do anything by himself. Everything you, you do because of someone else. So even if you say you're independent, you're independent to an extent, but you're not independent of humankind. Because you can do nothing without someone else. Like so, I mean, if it is today you wake up and you're supposed to do something and it's a possibility that if you're supposed to go on the road and just you don't know why you're going on the road, but you mm-hmm. need to go on the road and probably you see somebody and you're you're supposed to speak to that person because mm-hmm. that person might be, you know, thinking of committing suicide and you might never know that you need to speak to that person so you're saving a life. So that's all important. Time is timing is very you know important. Purpose is important, as you say. You have to be very in tune to work in that purpose. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Antonia Valer, thank you so much. Uh, I really I don't know what time it is out there. Uh, what what is it? What time is it? Um, it's seventeen minutes past ten. Oh, so we you we said that. So it's the same time. That's interesting to me. I yeah. um I my my geography is terrible. I don't mean to harm. Um, you know, uh, I just know when I hear someone's in another country, it has to be uh, ahead of me or behind me, but we're in it's the same time for both of us. So um it's late, uh folks listening and watching. Um 
Uh, I record in the evenings uh, just because I have I have three daughters, six and under, you know, so I had to put them to bed and everything. And, and again, that's a perfect example. There's no excuse. You know, I have I ha again, I have three daughters and a wife and a full time job and and but I'm still getting it done. You know, I'm talking to someone in Jamaica right now who's who's been international for some time now. Now that I'm finding out, you know, winning awards in other countries. It's no excuse. You know, um, if, if you're watching TV with the with the purpose, cool. If you're watching TV to, for some downtime, cool. But just know that you have a purpose. And if the TV and whatever else is distracting you from your purpose, you got to cut it off because you have so much to do. That's what we've been talking about. And uh, we just want to, you know, motivate and inspire you to pick up the pen, pick up the guitar or whatever it is. Let's get to work, you know. And um, but thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to staying in contact with you. And when the world opens up, you got to come out to, to the States and, and to the nation's capital. Now that some of the craziness has somewhat ended. <laughs> Did you get a chance to see the uh, inauguration? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't necessarily watch it like live, but definitely I watched the, 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 the performance, the poetry, because that was sharing like crazy, crazy on WhatsApp and Facebook. So oh, um, people know that my poet, so immediately they're like, oh, I got to share this with Antonia. She stole, yeah, when she was, when she was delivering, I'm not even going to say performing when she was yeah, delivering. Yeah, that would be a better term. Yes, when she was because she 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 she's 22. Whoa! And knows how to balance a a, a poem and a speech like this, you <laughs> know, proportionate. And and as it was happening, I, I'm sure it was with most poets. I was getting text messages. I was getting inboxed and notified on Facebook and everything. And I'm and I'm like, she is she is giving life right now. She took over the whole inauguration. Yeah, I mean, that's like the highlight and that's like extraordinary. That's the power of a poet. I mean, that's whoa. That's just crazy. Like right now, it has gone viral on the internet. I'm telling you, like the amount of messages that I've gotten is, is whoa, just me. But see, that's that's the that's a testament of the power of poetry, man. A lot of people that I'm sure are not like poetry lovers were just like, now that right there, though, that is amazing. Yeah. That's so one of my goals this year is to get Amanda Gorman on the podcast. I'm just going to put that out there into the world, speak it into existence, you Most know. Definitely. Indeed. If if I if I can get Antonia Valer on my podcast, I know I can get Amanda <laughs> uh Gorman on, on my podcast. Most definitely. So, no, for real, we, we have to stay in contact. Um, if you could leave anything with the people listening and watching, what would you let them know? 
I mean, wow, like life, like um, it's it's definitely the greatest thing to, because to be alive and well. I mean, we didn't get to discuss this, but um, the thing about me, like I was actually pronounced dead at birth. So yeah. So this is why I always talk about life because to be pronounced dead as a baby and to defy that and still living now and still healthy, like I have an appreciation for life that I can't even explain that I just love life. So despite everything that I've gone through, and trust me, um, I've gone through a lot. Like I've been almost homeless like three times. Um, I've had experience in racism here in Jamaica. I had discrimination, you know, I had stuff with the state, like there's so much. So I would say that, you know, when you have life and if you have health as well, like health is wealth. It's, it's the greatest thing. There's so much you can achieve because life is hope. And it makes no sense you waste that opportunity because there's a lot of people that are dying every day. My mom once said to me that, um, you know, the greatest wealth of knowledge is actually in the graveyard. And I was like, I've never really thought about that. That, that some of the most amazing people are actually in the graveyard. They, they are, they're, they're in the cemetery. They have so much knowledge. They have so much wealth, and some of it died with them. They never shared it with their generation and you know and i'm like i'm here so i have to continue this journey of life and i have to do it the best way i can you know i have, I have to be very positive and you know if i can help someone along the way i help them because that's what life is about you know mm. life is a is life is a journey life is about sharing knowledge it's about sharing love and it's a very beautiful experience when you can meet people and you begin to share your experience with them and they share theirs and there was a time when i was a bit ignorant because i didn't know much mm -hmm. but as i begin to write and as i begin to network and you know social media and as i begin to research it's almost like you begin to understand people in a way that you have never understood them before and this is why i was speaking about the cancer culture i am saying it's not always a good thing to cancel people because People are from different backgrounds and different countries. So sometimes they are not exposed. Like I, I'm, I don't live in America, but mm -hmm. I, based on what I've seen, America is very exposed to a lot of things. So sometimes like different terms, I've never heard those terms before. And I'm like, okay, I need to go and research what does that mean? Because what if one day I say something and someone say, oh, you're that, and I don't know what they mean. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I say life, you do what you can. And, you know, even if you're going through a bad day or, you know, or whatever, bad times, know that there is hope. And, you know, it's all about also having um, people, good people around you. you got to have that support system. I mean, whoa, like support system, like, as you said, community. Mm -hmm. Some people don't have the support system, but they, in terms of like, probably good family, but you can get support system from a community in the sense that if you're good at poetry, you can join the poetry community, you can join the church community. Mm. You will have to reach out to people. If you keep away to yourself, you might just like, just that's where it ends. You just keep away to yourself and you know, you go through depression by yourself. When you, sometimes you have to reach out to people that people can help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, wow. That's huge. 
That's huge. Thank you. Thank you for that. Listen, everybody listening and watching this uh, inspirational podcast here. Um, if you need to know more about what The Poet Life is doing, go to thepoetlife.com. Um, go follow. Go follow at Pearls Among Stones on Instagram. Please do that right now. Um, show her some love. Uh, even comment on the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening or watching. And uh, let's stay connected. Even reach out to me. Right. And um, DM me, guys. DM me. So if you want to ask questions in terms of poetry, what to do next, like I'm there. Like I'm willing to assist people. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. She said it. Reach out to her. It's the Poet Life Podcast. Everybody have a great evening. Thank you. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way.